Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. You are in for a treat for another amazing guest interview. I feel so blessed to be able to bring the guests that I have on this podcast to be able to pour into you and share their expertise. And today's episode is just that. I have brought the wonderful and amazing Juliana Bavardi on the podcast, and she is going to share her journey into starting and growing and scaling her own business, selling on Etsy and an Amazon storefront. She's going to share how you can utilize your skills that you have if you enjoy maybe being on Etsy or maybe you already currently sell on Etsy, how you can help e-commerce business owners as a service provider, as a freelancer, how you can step in and support them if this is a passion of yours, if this is something that you enjoy doing. So she's gonna talk through that. And then we also at the end get to some of the mindset that goes into starting something new and maybe doing something different than what you thought you were going to do and how to stick with it when the going gets tough. And Juliana is so kind. She also is giving you a free download. If you are thinking at the end of this episode, hey, maybe I wanna learn more about being an e-commerce VA and what that looks like. So definitely go check that out in the show notes, but let's go ahead, let's dive on into the show. Let's go meet Juliana and hear this amazing conversation that we had. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. All right. I am super, super excited to bring on Juliana to chat with us today. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. So we've just been chatting, you know, for a good while chatting about all different types of life stuff and everything like that. But I would really love it if you just could kind of walk my audience back to how you got to where you are today. You know, were you always on the entrepreneur track? Did you have a previous life? I always refer to my teaching life as like my previous life. So um, kind of walk us through, through your journey to where you got to how you are today. Okay. So I would say that I, I, I had like entrepreneurial seeds in my heart all my life, but I never did anything with it. It was just kind of like, I thought of, you know, you live the perfect life. You go to school, you know, get a degree, you work, you get married, you have kids. Like I just always thought that my life was going to play out like that. And then in 2015, I was in college pursuing my second degree. I was doing dietetics and nutrition. And I decided that I wanted to go backpacking 
through Europe and I went by myself and then I met my husband. Um, and like I was one of the countries I visited was Italy. You know, I met him. It was kind of like love at first sight for him anyway. For me, it took a, a minute, but long story short, he uh, we met uh, early January. And then a few weeks later, he came to the U.S., on an ESTA visa, like an European visa, and he was staying here for three months. And then he was going to go back to Europe and I was going to finish my degree and we we're going to do the long distance thing. But then I found out I was pregnant. So our life changed like completely overnight. So then, you know, my boyfriend at the time couldn't just go back home and he needed a way to stay here because remember he was on a tourist visa. So we got married and I had the worst morning sickness for the longest time. So the, the job that I had, I had a really nice job with a nonprofit. I had to quit because I could not drive and that job required me to drive a lot. So then I ended up taking a job at Whole Foods and I was just like, I, and I had to work because now I had to sponsor my husband, you know, and you have to make a certain income to sponsor somebody so that they can be here legally. And I could not quit. And he couldn't work because we were in the middle of this immigration. So it was just a mess. So at that point in my life, I was pregnant, working a job I didn't really enjoy. And because of our income and our situation, all we could afford at the time was to live in a studio apartment in like the worst neighborhood in South Florida. Like there was a drug dealer living next door to us and the cop would like knock on our door to ask about, you know, this person living next door. Like it was really bad. Um, so then eventually, you know, I was, I had to quit my job at Whole Foods because I was about to give birth and all that. And I wanted to stay home with my daughter. So, and the, at that point, my husband had his green car, he started working. And then little by little, we were able to work ourselves out of that situation. My husband started a photography business and then he got like a really nice photography job. And, you know, a few months into me staying home with my daughter, I was like, okay, this is great. Like, I am a stay-at-home mom, but like, I want to do something else because I had nobody to talk to. My husband was always gone, always working. So then that's when I started to think of ways to make money. And I always thought I was going to be an influencer and like hop on a Flamingo floaty and take pictures. That's, that never happened. I hate it. Instagram and all those things. So um, a few years later, uh, so my daughter was born in 2015. And in 2018, my husband found out about selling on Amazon. So I was like, what do you mean selling on Amazon? Like Jeff Bezos sells on Amazon. Like you, we can't sell. And then he explained to me that actually Amazon is made up by small businesses. So it's a bunch of small businesses that sell on Amazon. Amazon is just a platform. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So then that's how we got started. We started with an Amazon store and we thought we were going to be so rich. And like we drank the Kool-Aid and my husband quit his job like, three months after launching um, our Amazon store, our Amazon store ended up making like 20,000 that year. So it was, we were like deep in the red. Uh, but then two years later, we hit six figures. So we just kept going at it and kept working hard and never gave up. We were just like, okay, we're gonna do this thing, this thing and we're gonna make it work. And then in 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, I was like, well, everybody's home. There's nothing to do. Like I'm going to start an Etsy shop and see what happens. And then I quickly scaled that shop within like five or six months to five figures. And I was like, Oh, this is good. So then I started a podcast, helping people, helping mamas uh, mostly on launching their Amazon stores and Etsy shops and, you know, sharing everything that I have learned so that I can hopefully shortcut, you know, a lot of the mistakes that I've made. And, um, my business has shifted a lot. So I still teach on selling on Amazon and selling on Etsy, but because I have this podcast and the podcast is profitable and then 
those seeds that I had planted, my entrepreneurial seeds, like they sprouted like full blown out. I started seeing like how the podcast had done so much for me and I was able to uh, make an income from like selling my courses and like selling coaching without ever like doing like a crazy launch or anything. It was all passive through the podcast. And then I helped a friend launch her podcast and then people started reaching out to me. So then I kind of wrenched off and started doing this podcast management agency on the side and that like picked up so fast. So I'm a serial entrepreneur, like I wear many hats and I freaking love it. It's so great. Such a cool story. I'm like literally sitting here. I, I feel like you should, I mean, obviously podcasting suits you well, because I'm, I'm like hanging on every word. I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened next? And then what happened next? But I'd love to back it up to the Amazon store. What were, what were you guys selling on Amazon? So on Amazon, we were selling um, a dog product, a pet product. And I, it's, I know it's weird because on this Amazon world, people don't usually sell, like they don't tell what they're selling because the competitive can get super fierce. Not only that, um, if people start going to your listing and like just looking at your listing for fun, but they don't purchase, it like lowers your ranking. So people don't usually share what they sell. Oh, so I, I know. It's Interesting. weird, but yeah, <laughs> if you go in this Amazon world, like nobody really tells, they'll sell, they'll tell you their niche, you know, but they won't say like the exact product. Interesting. There's like a secret <laughs> cult here with these yes. Amazon people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so then, then you started doing, um, the Etsy stuff. So what was, um, what were you selling in at, at the Etsy platform? Yeah. So Etsy, it's a eco-friendly kitchen product that I sell on Etsy. Um, and yeah, the, the success that I had on Etsy. So I came into Etsy, like not really knowing what to do. I never took a course on anything. And I watched a few YouTube videos and I felt like everybody was really overcomplicating setting on Etsy. And I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm just going to try this thing. And if it works great, if it doesn't, whatever, I tried something. And then like, I... I put up my listing and then like a few days later, I hear the stretching coming from my phone and I'm like, what is this? And it's a sale. And I was just like, this is so great. I didn't even have like packaging. I literally upcycled like an old Amazon package that I had in my garage. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, this is my first sale. And like, I was writing like this thank you letter to this person who purchased for me. And then like little by little, it like just picked up and, you know, it was just, I don't know, like. I attribute that the success to me kind of like doing it dumb and like not having all the steps and just putting myself out there, you know? Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, And so you were doing that Etsy shop and you were doing well, um, but you were probably wearing, like you said, a lot of different hats. Like you, did you have anybody that was supporting you or helping you through this? I mean, obviously you had your husband, but you know, um, did you have anybody that was helping you to kind of do all the things that go into running an Etsy shop? No, I didn't. I mean, at that time, no. And mind you, I was kind of starting like these two businesses at the same time. Amazon was going, you know, was doing its thing. It was doing fine. And then, and we didn't even have help back then with the Amazon store. Uh, My husband would come in and like do some things every once in a while. And then I started the Etsy shop. And then I think a month later, I started podcasting. So, you know, I had three businesses going at the same time, three different businesses and yeah, I was kind of like doing it all, going a little crazy, like 
and raising a family. <laughs> yes. And like, remember everybody was home. So like we were forced to like homeschool or like pretend we were homeschooling, you know, <laughs> right. so, uh, all of that was happening at once. Awesome. Um, such a cool story. I, that's like my favorite part about podcasting. I mean, clearly we have like a topic that we're going to touch on, but I love just hearing the backstory of like all different kinds of people and like where they got to where they are today and how it doesn't always look the way that we envision it or like what we see on Instagram, right? Like we see the highlight reel and we think, oh, like they have it all together. And it's like, no, we're all just trying to figure it out and do our best and survive with kids at home in the middle of a pandemic. So um, thank you for sharing that. Now, I know what we're going to talk about today is kind of how some of my listeners who maybe start out just kind of doing, you know, that, that virtual assisting kind of helping general admin, maybe if they already have um, a love for, for things like Etsy, you know, they're on Etsy. A lot of times I have people who even like with Pinterest, they're like, I love Pinterest. I love being on there. Um, but if they, you know, are thinking like, maybe I could serve people who have these Etsy shops, what kind of things do you think that they could support those Etsy shop owners with that would really help them to get more time back? Right. Cause if you're running the Etsy shop and you're by yourself and you're doing all the things, what can people do virtually that could help them to gain some of that time back? So I definitely think starting off with Pinterest and it, it is a little bit different when you're doing Pinterest for an e-commerce store okay. and Pinterest is amazing. I love Pinterest. I tell everybody that everybody needs to be on there because that's the number one way that I drive organic traffic to both my, my Amazon store and my Etsy shops. Um, so yeah, definitely Pinterest would have been like, would be the, the first place that I recommend, like focus on that, like. Pinterest for e-commerce is huge because there's so many things that you can do, so many little hacks that you can do to help uh, listing rank higher. There's all these things that you can do. And then aside from that, I would say that just helping um, Etsy sellers, for example, because, and I say Etsy, of course you can do Amazon too, but I think Etsy, it's, it's easier and it's easier to get in touch with the seller and it's more of you know that it's a bunch of like really small businesses, mostly mamas that are making something and selling on the platform. So you can help with um, SEO optimization. You can help with taking the pictures, taking images. That's one huge hole that I see on Etsy is that you can have 10 images on there, but usually they're not great images that the sellers are putting up. So maybe you can be the person who, who takes those, those photos for them. Um, writing sales copy is another thing that um, you can do or just helping out with customer service in general, especially those shops that are doing personalized items. Um, customer service is definitely something that somebody could um, come in and help. Ooh, such a good thing. Um, and, and those like me, I think, I think those are like three really great things, especially if you want to like specialize and you really want to serve that type of demographic where they're on there, putting together that package where you kind of help them with all those things. I mean, pictures, number one, like the SEO, obviously you want to be able to, if you go to a platform like Etsy, like, and you're putting your time and effort into selling this product, like you want when somebody searches for your product, not your you know, product in particular, but like in that realm of what you offer, like you want yours to come up high. So like doing that, but then also thinking about, okay, like it's one thing to have it actually rank on that, you know, first page of items that we see, but it's another thing to actually have a picture that's really going to stand out because I know like me, even like going on different things, like if I see something, but it's like, 
I can't really tell like what it is or if it's in poor lighting, like that's obviously going to, even if you have a really great product, like that's going to push somebody away from your store and maybe to somebody else who took the time to take really great photos. Um, how would you see that working? Um, if like, if it wasn't anything like digital, like if it actually was like a physical product, like, do you think the, um, Etsy shop owners would send the product to the VA that they're working with to do the photography, to take it, the picture? Yes, definitely. So they could send it, they could send it to you. And depending on the cost, it would just make sense for you to keep it instead of sending it back. But if it's something more expensive than like say gold earrings, then of course you wouldn't want to ship that back, but yeah, just sending it to you. And if you, especially for the creative mamas out there who can tell a story through those pictures, through those images, oh my gosh, there is such a need for that on, on Etsy for sure. Because what a lot of people do is that let, let's say you're selling an earring, they'll take like one angle and then just a slightly different angle and then a 90 degree angle, but there's not like the storytelling, like help me envision what my life would look like with this earrings and people just like, don't do that. And mm -hmm. like, if you look at any other website, like Ikea does this so well, like you look at an Ikea photo and you're like, yes, like my house is going to look like that. And he never does, but it just helps you like envision that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I know that um, we had done a podcast episode for your podcast, um, and I will definitely share all that info on that about how if you have like maybe you're coming from the other side of things, because I, I know for me as a mom who was trying to like figure out how do I make money and stay at home, like I, I was very much like you, I wanted to to be able to contribute to my family, but also just to contribute to myself and to continue to pour into myself because while I love being a mom and that is like, you know, job number one. And I, you know, I love it so much. I also am very much the type of person that really loves to be able to pour into myself and to achieve goals. So, um, there's a lot of different options out there, right. For moms to be able to make money from home, um, you know, network marketing. Um, I was teaching kids English online. Like there was a lot of different things, but a lot of moms might be coming from the place of maybe they have tried on Etsy. Maybe they do have something on the side that they're doing. Um, and they can use, like, I think we underestimate the skills that we have, but especially if you are coming from that place, you already have so many of those skills. You've already done a lot of those things to be able to support somebody else who's going through it. But do you, do you feel like that space is competitive in the sense of like, if I have an Etsy shop, like to also help another Etsy shop owner, like, do you feel like there would be uh, maybe some like, you know, like some of those like SEO tricks that it would be hard to kind of work with another Etsy shop owner. I don't know. I'm just kind of like thinking, processing this in my head. Like, would people feel like, oh, if you are also have an Etsy shop, like, I don't know if I would want you working in mine, you know, and helping me. Yeah, no, definitely not. I think on Etsy, like people, they're more supportive of each other. And um, like, I have done a lot of uh, shop audits for other owners, because like, we're all helping each other out and like navigating Etsy and try to understand it in the simplest way, easiest way, fastest ways possible, because nobody wants to sit here and like try to grow the shop, you know, and be overwhelmed with it. And for example, the way that I have everything set up, it was like super passive from the get-go. I just kind of set it up and just put it out and it worked, you know? So now I'm teaching other mamas how to do the same thing for their shops. And this can really go both ways where let's say, for example, you're like, you know what, this is sound, this sounds interesting. You can go listen to my podcast and like learn. I have this lady, she's older and she's been listening to my show ever since the beginning for a year and a half. She has a notebook. 
uh, with my name on it. And she's taking, she's taking like copious amount of notes and she started her Etsy shop and it looks amazing. And she eventually hired me to be her coach, but her shop looks great. So you can listen to my uh, podcast and get so much information and you don't necessarily even need to start an Etsy shop if you don't want to, but you, you get that knowledge and then you can help this Etsy shop owners, or you can look at this from a different lens and just think like, okay, we know we are work from home mamas and we can make uh, merch around that, you know, like we can sell t-shirts on Etsy. And the thing about that, the beauty about that is that if you wanted to go that route, you can like literally start for free because you go on this website, you can design the shirts yourself. You can design them on Canva, you upload it uh, on Etsy, and then you just have the, the, the print shop kind of all connected in the back end. So you literally don't pay anything um, until somebody buys from you and then all the fees get taken out. So that's why I freaking love Etsy because Etsy <laughs> is just like amazing. Like where else can you start a business for like literally zero dollars right. and like make a living with it? Right. So there's so many ways that you can spend this. Like there's so many things that you can do with, you know, like I want to start my Etsy shop or I don't, or I just want to help other Etsy sellers. You know, sometimes like if you have a favorite seller on Etsy and you really want to help them, that could be a way just reaching out and giving them a few tips and just offering this, the service after, you know? Yeah. Um, it's such a, especially if you are like a super creative person, I like to think I'm creative, but I, I know I'm not like by any means creative, like some of these Etsy sellers that I get on there and I see just like things that they, you know, come to life with things that I could never even dream, even just like t-shirt designs. Like I could never do that. Um, but if you have that creative part of you. And maybe like you said, maybe you don't want to open up a store, but you would love to be able to support somebody, or maybe you're on Etsy all the time. Like that's where you like to go and buy all of your t-shirts and your jewelry and everything like that. Like what a great way to be able to do something that you already feel passion for, or you just feel like a pull to that, because that's what I, I tell people all the time too. Like I will have a lot of people and say like, well, what's, what's the most sought after service or, you know, what's a really an area of clients that I should focus in on. And what I tell people is don't, don't pick something based on like what's highly sought after, because what you're going to end up doing is you're going to end up doing something that you probably don't love, or you're, you know, picking an industry that maybe you're not super passionate about, even though like right now I'm thinking about like the influencer space, like that is exploding, but maybe like, that's just not your cup of tea. Like maybe you would be better serving, you know, nonprofits or whatever it is. So really think about it from where do you have passion and where do you have your strengths and really think about using that to your advantage as opposed to like trying. Cause I mean, honestly, I did not even think like Etsy shop owners were even like a niche out there, but right now you're proving to me that they totally are. <laughs> Yes, totally, for sure. And they need help because like I said, usually they're mamas who are running this business and making this product and doing all these things. A lot of them homeschool too. So if you can just help them. And the thing of it is, is that a lot of them don't even know how to ask for help. Sometimes they don't even know that the services exist. So it kind of goes both ways, mm -hmm. you know? So even if you can come in with like, you know what, I can do your Pinterest for you and like really focus on bringing you traffic. That's a huge help, but there's so many things that you can do. And same thing on Amazon. Like, for example, if you're really good with um, running PPC and doing those things, like you would do so well on Amazon because that's definitely a need there because on Etsy, you can get away with like not running ads on Amazon. It's a little bit different. You almost kind of have to run ads on Amazon. So always optimizing your PPC and making sure that you're not bidding on the wrong keywords and all that. 
that would be huge help. But there's so much in the Amazon realm. Like I have a VA and she helps me with all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I like, I love her to death. Like she's mm-hmm. just taking so much off of my shoulders that I've handed off to her and she shines and she's all about the spreadsheets and the numbers. And I'm like, you go girl, like right? good for you, you Do know, your thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's, let's just shift gears a little bit because I know that you touched about this in the beginning of your story. So you started the podcast and you were helping other people do the thing that you had done, but what you found is that you actually kind of love the other side of the coin too, which is like the behind the scenes and the podcast management. So talk about making that shift to it and how that looked for your business. Yes. So for a while I was wondering, like, do I completely pivot into this thing and just call myself a podcast manage manager and just go this route. And I was like, you know what? I kind of do both. And I don't think I need to, at this point in my career, I'm like, I can totally do both and see how they balance. And I just started hopping on calls with people that showed interest in starting a podcast. And I've helped like three people launch. And like, uh, I think I have like three other podcasters who are established and they just kind of want to hand everything off. And Pretty much right now, like every call I've hopped on, I've pretty much signed all of them, which it's just crazy to me because I, I was really thinking it was going to be so hard to find this clients and it, it really wasn't like I was, it was all in my head. I just put myself out there and it, it started working itself out. You know, the minute that I was just showing up from a place of, I'm really just going to sit here and help you. And we started up the conversation. They're like, so what do you do? How can you help? And you know, we, we build that relationship. And even like, for example, I met with a lady about a month ago and she was just like praying about this to see if it was going to work out. And then she finally reached out. She goes like, I'm ready to work with you. So yeah, you know, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. I was freaking out a little bit, but it was easy. <laughs> well, and that's what Which I like weird to say, right? Because nobody likes to hear that because I'm, I know somebody out there right now is like frustrated that I said that, but you, you get to make out of it, like, if you have a conversation with somebody doesn't go how you hoped, like, there's so much, so many lessons that you can learn and just evolve and, you know, bless it and release it. That's the, the best thing I can tell you right now. Like your time will come, just keep at it. Right. Um, so many little nuggets in there that I want to just pull out because the first thing you said was that you thought it was going to be hard. Um, and what I tell people too, is a lot of times, like, so you're, you're going into it and you're not saying like, okay, like I, I do know how to do a lot of these things. Like I've been on Etsy, I've been on Amazon, I've been here, I've been there, but really my passion lies with podcasting. So instead of offering all these things that I do know how to do, and I probably know how to do them well, I'm going to say like, here's what I do. And here's really where I know I can get you results. And also where I'm going to enjoy my time. Right. Cause it's like, you might, you know, you might know how to write SEO for Etsy listings, but maybe it's not your favorite thing to do. And so doing the thing that you actually love to do. And also how niching down and and saying like, here's what I'm going to offer, how that starts to solidify you as that expert. Because now, you know, you said you've launched a couple of those podcasts and you've probably got really great results for your clients. What are those clients going to do? Anytime somebody else is like, oh, tell me about your podcast. How did you start that? I've been thinking about starting a podcast, but it's so overwhelming. They're going to say, oh my gosh, you know who you need to get in touch with? You need to get in touch with Juliana. So you become that person that makes 
your business even work in, in the behind the scenes? You don't, I mean, obviously, like you said, you have to be consistent with, you have to keep putting yourself out there. Even if you feel like it's hard, if it's not working for you, but when you actually solidify yourself and say like, here's what I'm going to really help people with, then it becomes easy for you to be referred to other people. And you don't always have to be doing that front end marketing of your business. It starts to work for you on the back end. Yeah, totally. Um, and he, yeah, like I said, it, it really is. It this whole thing started from like a place of love, like me wanting to help and really enjoying this whole process. And I think one thing that people get from me is that it's my confidence because I know I can get them results and I own it, you know. And it's something that I'm excited about. Like if somebody reached out to me and they asked me for help with like Amazon PPC. And I said, yes, I would be miserable. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care how much money they paid me. I would be miserable. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. I don't care how much money you pay me. I just don't want to deal with that. But the podcast, it lights me up. And it's going back to your point. Don't go after the money, you know, because you're so going to burn out. Do you think right now you want the money? But if you just do the thing that you love, the thing that you're passionate about, um, the money will come to you. And mm-hmm. I know it sounds woo-woo, but it's true. Like, th- don't do something you don't love because you're, you're not going to stick with it. You're just going to get frustrated and hate life. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's so, so true. It's, I could preach that till the cows come home because, um, you really have to ask yourself too, if, especially if you're at that place where you're offering a lot of different services and you really, you know, like maybe you're tapped out for hours, but you know, you're at this hourly rate where you're like, I don't really know if I could go any higher than this. And you want to start to like specialize, but it's like, I, I don't know. I, I do a lot of different things and I do a lot of different things. Well, asking yourself that question, like if money, like weren't an object and you could pick this one thing to do and you would do it for free. The, the first thing that like, when you have all those clients, what's the first thing that you do for the client because you love it so much. Like that's usually that sign of like, maybe, maybe I should pursue this too. And also like putting your unique spin on it too. Like you have those, that testimonial of, you know, I've done it for myself and I have this podcast and it's done really well. And I know that I can get results for other people too. Yes. And even if you don't have the results right now, but you're super passionate about something and you're willing to learn, that'll go a long way too, because I know a lot of the mamas listening to this show, they're like just starting out. They have a baby on the boob right now and they're like, what's my thing? <laughs> like, just think about, like, forget everything else. Think about the thing that you're super passionate about and go there and like become obsessed with it and don't look up. Like, don't get, you know, sidetracked about like this thing can make more money or that thing. Like, focus on, on whatever like your niche, like your, your specialty and how you can help that one person. Because I, when I was like thinking about this podcast management uh, piece of my business, I really thought about the ideal customer and that person. And those are the people that I'm attracting. I don't really want to work with like everybody just for the sake of it. Like I really want to work with very specific people that I, I'm excited about their business and I want to help them grow. You know, yeah. I don't want to support something that doesn't align with me. Right. And that's a really great place to be. And it's kind of like drawing your line in the sand there too. And, and it, I know for a fact, cause I've been there, I've experienced that where I'm like, well, I kind of want to talk to this type of mom and oh, but she's doing, it's like, when I really started to see the results in my business, both from like my freelancing side of it, but also from my coaching side of it is when I said, I, and I'm not out here to, to help everybody. And I want to help this specific person. And it's my messaging became clear. You know, my networking was easier. Like I didn't feel like I was having convert, like getting on calls with people where it's like, 
you know, yeah, I could help you, but your business doesn't even sound remotely fun to me at all. Like getting on those calls where it actually was going to like make a difference and where I felt like I could really contribute and then work didn't feel like work. It felt, I mean, I know that's a weird thing to say, because obviously there's definitely times where it's like hard. It's not always easy, but it felt like I really was like making a difference in an area that felt super aligned with me. Yeah. And when you get to that place where everything is enjoyable, I mean, there are going to be parts, you know, don't get me wrong. There, there are parts that are frustrating, but overall it's enjoyable. And you're like, you know what? I can't wait to start the day. And you're like excited to talk to your clients. It's really peaceful. And like what I wish that, that all the mamas out there who want to get a, you know, a work from home and like a position and like start their business, that that's what, it, what I hope that can, that they can get away from this, this conversation is that it's possible. You know, it's not like some shiny unicorn that you like hear of in the internet, because at the end of the day, like when you look at me, there's really like nothing special about me. You know, I'm just a girl from South America, met my husband backpacking, got pregnant, lived in a bed. Like there's nothing in my story that says like, oh my gosh, that's it right there. That's the point where everything turned around for her. Like, no, I just made it work, you know, and just having that, you know, working in her mindset too, and understanding that things are always happening for you not to you and being empowered and being connected with God. And um, just knowing that like if one door closes, another one, a much bigger, better one is going to open up and like always stay hopeful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's possible. Such a great way to kind of like wrap this up too, because I was, I, I've thought about that so many times in my own business where obviously hindsight's 2020. It's so much easier now. Like I know, I know sometimes when I'll say this to other people, like it's so much easier for me now to look back on it. Like when I, where I'm at the place in my business that I'm at and be like, there was a reason why that happened. And it was all like pushing me towards this path. And, but it, it, you have to, if you can, if that's one thing that you can do in the moment is not have the woes me mindset or the, you know, I, of course this is happening to me, or of course this isn't working. Like I'm not good enough. If you can see uh, every opportunity and every experience or everything that you go through is a lesson and a chance for you to improve and to get better and to maybe redirect in the right direction. If you can do that, I think you will have a really successful business because when I started doing that and I stopped like dwelling on things or I stopped kind of like kicking myself in the pants, like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. Like I told you so Aubrey, you know, like your brain plays those tricks on you. When I stopped doing that and I started seeing like, wow, like now that this is, you know, not, you know, like, so I'm thinking in an instance, like I had a client who was a huge, it was a huge part of my income and just like out of the blue, like totally pulled the rug out from under me and decided like, she didn't want to, you know, continue our contract. And I'm literally sitting there thinking like, why God, why did you do this? You know, you know, questioning all those things. And when I actually thought like, okay, I've been putting off this whole thing of starting, you know, this coaching side of my business, because I've been in the comfort of having these clients and working for them. Like now I have the time and now is the opportunity to actually make it happen. And I was able to do that too. So I love that you said like, it's not, things are not working to you. Like they're working for you and to kind of trust that and almost lean into that as opposed to letting that be something that holds you back or keeps you stuck. Absolutely. And again, it's all about your mindset, how you approach things and, um, if you can just trust that God has got your back and like his plan is so much bigger and better than yours and something is going to work out, you're going to be fine. But you really do have to lean into that, like you said, and just trust, like mm -hmm. literally just trust. Like 
when I hopped on a call for the first client that, that I signed on, it was like my first uh, time that I hopped on Zoom, you know, this was like back in December. Um, I was like, it's not going to go through. Like, because I just didn't feel like she felt connected to me. And then like a week later, she was like, yeah, let's do it. She was like so excited. But like after the call, I was like, oh, I don't think it's going to happen. And I just blessed and released that I wasn't sitting here like thinking, oh my gosh, I should have said this and I should have given her her discount. And why didn't I say it? Like, I just said what I said and like blessed it and released it. And I showed up to like the, the Zoom call, like as myself, like take me as I am, love me as I am, or we're not for each other. And, you know, she loved me. So this is good. <laughs> so yeah, just, just own who you are and like who you can help. And um, I know it sounds like, again, like so elusive, but like step into your power because it's in there. Like if you, if you're a mom, especially like if, if you can stay up into like hours into the night and like, I don't know, operate on like zero, like sleep, you can do anything. Like if you can be a mom, you can do anything. <laughs> oh, for sure. 110%. And we doubt ourselves too, because you know, a lot of times people are like, well, I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, well, I didn't know how to be a mom before I was a mom. And you know, they just handed me a baby and they said, here you go. And I had to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, so pretty much. we can do it. <laughs> yeah. And like, one thing that I want to say here is like, do it dumb. Like it's okay to not have every single step mapped out. Like and you have so many great resources. I know you have your courses and everything's in there, but like, it's totally okay to do it. Like do it in the dark, like not knowing what the next step is, just take the, the next right step and then go from there. Like, like I said, when I started my Etsy shop, I didn't even have like the, the, the container, the, the shipping supplies to ship my product in and it worked out. So it, you don't have to have everything planned out before you start, like just mm -hmm. start, like just get out there, do the thing. Yeah. You will figure it out. It will come. It will come to for, you for sure. sure. And when you're kind of like in that moment of like, oh crap, I have to figure it out. You would be surprised at how you rise to the occasion. <laughs> oh, totally. You're never going to be in a situation where you're like, I quit. I quit. I'm out. Like I can't mm -hmm. do this. Like it's always going to like, somebody's going to come in and help you. You can outsource something like so, something great's going to happen. So just do it. Just go for it. Love it. Well, such a great conversation. I appreciate you just being so open and honest with my audience. Can you tell them where they can come learn more about you, what you have to offer and all the good stuff? So my podcast is called The Fruitful Mama. So that's where you can find me. I show up there every single week. I would love to tell you that I'm active on Instagram, but that's a lie. <laughs> but you can still like, if you message me there, I will message you back. And that is Juliana.Barbati. I just, Instagram is not my place, but mm -hmm podcast I will show up for you for sure love it well thank you again for everything you shared here today and I can't wait for my audience to hear this thank you thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today I appreciate you so much if you haven't yet I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me by sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.